to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands. For our last two episodes before our finale season, we wanted to bring you something special. Now, first, I decided while I was editing that what you're about to hear would suffer from sticking a bunch of ads in the middle of it. So very quickly here at the top, I want to acknowledge folks that help make our show what it is. Thank you to Idle Champions for providing us with codes every week and spreading the word about our show. Thank you to D&D Beyond for seeing something in us from the very beginning and helping us use their service without financial barriers. And thank you to BattleBards, Kevin McLeod, Scott Buckley, and the many artists who have provided music and sound effects over the last five and a half years for allowing us to use your incredible art to enhance our story. Okay, now that the thank yous are taken care of, and since there's nobody here with me to banter and talk about Media Rex, let's go ahead and dive in. There comes a time in any great effort when the plans are made, the preparations are set, And there's nothing left to do but wait. Our adventurers have spent years working towards a goal. The salvation of civilization from the cycle of the beast. And now it's time for the rubber to hit the road. Or whatever the fantasy equivalent of that saying is. But before they do that, before B-Day arrives and the beast returns and the fight for the future begins, Bria, Bizdira, Flick, and Kit have decided to take some time to reflect. Now, I've no doubt that they will eventually find themselves together in their trademark puppy pile at some point tonight. But for now, they each wanted a little time to themselves. So first, we look in on Bizdira, alone in a sparse room somewhere in the Shimmerscale Tunnels. She sits cross-legged in the middle of the floor, masked down, breathing regulated, trying to focus. But even a powerful monk like Bizdira isn't immune from the nerves, worries, and anxieties that precede a battle like what's to come. And so, after several failed attempts to meditate... Bizdira changes tactics. She pulls out her diary, a small tome she's kept on and off for some time now, and she begins to write. Dear Diary, I haven't been able to breathe. It's been so long since I've been able to sit quietly and meditate, and even when I try, I can't get my brain to shut the hell up. So many preparations, so many training sessions, so many faces of friends and allies that may not live to see the end of this fight, my own included. I thought maybe writing out the seemingly endless narrative pulsing through my head might help me find some peace before the end. I've been running around so much, even my boots of speed haven't been able to keep up. Between the onslaught of elemental upheavals and just trying to get the last bit of information out of the prophecies, to try to understand them just a little bit more, (laughs) as if I even do understand them, (laughs) I'm clueless. I was never much more than a bad attitude and a decent fighter. 
I'll be honest, diary. I'm scared. I would never admit it to my companions, my family. But if I can't be honest with you, then I can't even be honest with myself. I know I don't always have a plan, and this is no exception by any means. I can only guess at what we're facing. Will it be a huge monster, like our visions in the cave? Will it be some sort of amalgamation of all of, all of them? Will we be enough to save this world from yet another world-ending event? Will I be able to keep my family safe? Gods only know I haven't made the best decisions during my time in this world. Hell, <laughs> no one on this island is safe from poor decisions. I don't think Arx will ever forgive himself for Tulip. <sighs> poor Tulip. It shouldn't have ended that way for her, but no matter how many times we tell Arx it wasn't his fault, he just won't listen. Varn is not much help as well. He blames Arx, even though there was no way he could have known that was going to happen. We underestimated the elementals. We thought we had this perfect plan and... <sighs> Best not to dwell on our failed plans. We need hope to see us through the end of this fight. Hope. It's a strange word with so many meanings. I hope we make it through. I hope we can actually trust in, well, in Flick's quote-unquote sister. She hasn't been a sister to him. We're his family. We've supported him and been there for him. Gods, it makes me so angry to think that we're trusting her to help us. I know she says she'll have our back. She'll help us despite her own misgivings about us. It's for the best. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. What a load of bugbear shit. Flick is adamant we can trust her to protect us, but and she is a good fighter. I wonder how tough she is without that stone armor, though. Mark my words. If I die from friendly fire, it was her. Damn you, father. Damn you for bringing me here and bringing these beautiful damaged people into my life. Damn you for making me care so damn much that I would put myself and my life on the line if it meant saving them from harm. Maybe that's the true test. We all must sacrifice to succeed. I, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. My thoughts are so jumbled with the fear that I want to scream. Ugh! Pull that mask down, Biz. Hide the fear. Don't let it in. You'll drown in it. This last year has tested us all in ways I cannot even begin to fathom. Hell, these past few years have shown me how much can change when given an opportunity and imminent death is in the cards. I have watched meek kobolds turn into strong, fearsome warriors. I have seen a community of cowards show bravery in ways I could never imagine. And I've finally found a family that accepts me. Bad attitude and all. <laughs> Even Bria, with all her snide comments and lack of trust in me, has proven to be a valuable part of my family over the years. Who would have thought I would find a place that felt like home after all these years alone? Nope. Not going to fall down that rabbit hole. If I spend too much time thinking about all I might lose, I may not make it tomorrow. Time to put on my brave face yet again. Only this time, this time might be it. <laughs> it's funny. 
I've already died once in this world, and yet, not even that felt more final than this moment right here. Moving on. Okay. If this is to be my last night on The Last Refuge, I can only assume that some nosy individual will find this and read it. Nosy bastard. My money is on Bria finding it. Somehow, she'll survive. She is a survivor. Kit could find it, but I believe she'd leave it unread to leave me my privacy. And Flick, yes, I'm talking to you, Flick. I know you'd read this. You better turn my life into a beautiful ballad of change, courage, and loss. Just know... You all mean more to me than I could ever properly convey. Especially not with words. Words wouldn't do my feelings any justice anyway. I hope we make it through. I hope we survive. I hope we're able to celebrate the victory and grieve our losses together. I hope that we have done enough. I hope that we are enough. I hope the answers make itself known before it's too late. I hope we win. I tried my best to help. I really have. I only hope it was enough. Postscript. Oh my god. How could I almost forget the best thing I have ever done? Behind saving the world. If we live. (laughs) Oh, diary. There is not a ton I am proud of, but I am proud of this. A few weeks back, we went to the Eastern Island to check on things, and while we're there, we visited with the second assistant librarian, and she had some cool stuff to show us. She had found some more parchments of symbols, and one of them had Bria's sea hag brand on it, but it also had symbols from the other elements. I gotta say, I was in love, they were beautiful, and I had one of the best ideas I ever had. I said to my siblings, um, we should get some matching tattoos to remember this by. Bria already has hers. We might as well, right? As I'm sure you can imagine, Diary, I got some blank stares. But all was not lost. After a nice supper, we ran into Stu and some of the other miners coming back from a hard day's work, and they invited us to the local pub. Long story short, I finally convinced them to do it. I even got Kit to think it was an absolute best idea. Now, whether it was a copious amount of ale or a little help from my handy-dandy top hat, I'll never tell. What I will tell you is who got what. Sabria already had her water brand. Kit was obviously getting earth. Flick and I got into a heated debate over who was going to get air, because while I currently have the air key, he's always flying around on his broom. So fine, I gave the damn airhead his element. Besides, my fists are fire! (laughs) Thank you, Bizdira. You were right. Someone did find your journal, and they did read it. And they told your story to a lot of people. And it was epic. Next, we find Bria. She too has been trying to make one last entry in her own journal. For an artist like Bria, at a moment like this, words don't feel like enough. 
So as we look in, we see her at a desk, charcoal and paints at the ready, and she begins to draw. Before tomorrow. I'm not much good at journaling, but my drawings wouldn't be much good on an audio medium. See what I mean? Audio medium? What does that even mean? I thought this would all end at the crest of that hill. I mean, I might as well draw the hill. I always pictured it as long, green, flowing grass and a bright blue sky. Not that there's much bright blue sky anymore. Let's make the sky darker. Add some smoke. It's closer. That prophecy with the birds. God, I'm hoping we're right about that. Okay. Let's add a big flower in the middle here with the leaves completely peeled away. And our four little birdies. Add little horns and a broom for the flick birdie. And curly hair for the kit one. No, I'm gonna add more birds. Lots, lots of birds. Close up here, far away. Every corner of the paper. A few fallen birds for those we've already lost. This grass doesn't make sense anymore. There's so much debris and destruction to walk around. Might as well just turn it all to dirt and sand and rocks. I can add the tunnels under it as well. It's been kind of amazing to see the orcs join the kobolds. It seems like an eternity ago that we were trying to keep them out of the tunnels and now they're helping to fortify them. Becoming friends with us? I thought the beast was just a worm. <laughs> oh, I don't even think we know what we're up against. We've made all these plans and it feels like we're just playing pretend. Is this the end of the world? Does anything make this time special? Is it all just going to be completely flattened out within a matter of days? Of seconds? I mean, I might as well add the beast to this. One big, dark, shadowy figure looming in the background behind this flower. Do I think it has four heads? Oh, gods, what if it's four creatures that can separate? Click has gotten so tired. We all have, but this has taken such enormous strength out of him. Ever since our first journey to the Central Island and him bringing books back, his music is feeling sadder too when he plays it on his own and he thinks no one hears. But he sure can put on a brave face and jovial tune when it's needed. And it is needed. I'll add a little flick right here at the front. Glowing red. And the red reaches out to the people around him, giving them strength, calming their nerves, even smiles on their faces. And there's Biz. And there too, and there, upside down, on the water. Add a little swoop to show the speed of her running. She's the only one who knows what we're actually facing. We lost her once. Does she remember? I never asked her if there was anything on the other side. I've meant to ask her, but there hasn't really been a right time. I wonder if she's scared. She makes the people less scared, though. I'll add them around her. Looking solid, feeling like they might possibly have a chance because she trained them. Adding trees. All of my insistence on these trees throughout the island, bringing the green back, 
I will make a circle of trees right here and Kit in the middle. She looks so calm. She always looks so calm. There's that green grass again. Growing under her, green radiating from her, surrounding her and the trees and the animals. There is life here. A drum circle around her with people that we love from all of the islands. Where do I fit in here? Sneaking around in the shadows, playing pranks on Bizdira. Some good this dagger is gonna do. And this arm after the incident with the lava. I really thought that fire shield would protect me. I wonder if the burn mark will ever look less angry. I guess it's not so bad. At least it left my brand from the sea hags. We've got to keep them safe. We promise them. More birds. More drum circles. More warriors and people. The people in the tunnels on every island hugging their families. Hoping that maybe the beast just won't come. Hoping that the earthquakes and the fires will stop. Just hoping they survive. I'm going to draw the love. I am going to focus on the love. The love of families. The love of friends. The love of strangers. Strangers healing one another. Strangers coming together. Hopeful. Rita's child is brand new. She has to grow up to know her mom. Her mom who once acted as a mom to me. There are so many who have fallen already. So many on the floors, in the oceans. So many we just never found. Who are we? Some god's errand runners who decided on a different path? The heroes they believe in because we did some trials and led a tribe, defeated some demons and undead things, collected magic items, persuaded a lot of people. But we are good. Our intentions are good. The beast is coming. We're able and willing, and we will lead the charge and do everything we can to keep everyone that we can alive. Not just the ones alive right now, the ones in the future, too. In the middle of all of the fallen, one who's still standing. The Lich and Fiona have seen to that, at least. Standing strong, surrounded by the chaos and the death and the clouds of smoke. Alone? Or are those figures behind them? The four of us together. That's where I'll draw myself. On a normal night, candles flickering, after a full dinner and enjoying our friends and the family members that we have created over the past few years. Flick with his flute, Bizdira on the banjo, Kit howling away, and me playing the spoons. I throw a piece of grass at Flick for old time's sake, and all of us are happy and safe together. I don't know that this vision will happen. I don't think we'll all be lucky enough to make it. I really hope we do. I've got to get some sleep. Big day tomorrow. This dagger's not going to kill the beast in one stroke if I'm exhausted. 
just adding some hearts around my siblings' faces. Perfect. Thank you, Bria. Honestly, even I don't know how things are going to shake out in the end. But at the very least, I can promise you that your drawing and the hope and fear and determination and love contained in it will survive. Maybe it'll serve as a reminder to future generations who live in peace and prosperity of all of the sacrifices that made their better future possible. Or maybe it will be a rallying cry, a banner for those who come after you and continue this fight. But you have to know that this time was different. The four of you made sure of that. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Next episode, we're going to look in on Kit and Flick and their reflections. As always, I have to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign. I want to thank Lydia and Taryn for writing some beautiful introspections for their characters who have become so full and real to all of us over the years. And of course, I have to thank all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands. Happy gaming, y'all. <laughs>